Are you thinking about starting your own cash practice? Maybe you've already started your own practice and you're starting to realize that there's a lot to learn when it comes to business. We can be great clinicians, but if we don't understand the business side of having our own practice, we're going to have a hard time being successful in business. Guys, I wrote a book for you and I took everything that I've learned over the last five years of running successful cash practice here in Atlanta. And I put it in this book and I gave you everything that you need to be able to start and scale that practice past yourself. That book is called Fuck Insurance. And if you don't like the title, the book is not for you. If you do like the title, it's the exact book that you need to be reading right now. I show you exactly how to start. I show you what's important when it comes to marketing, when it comes to sales, when it comes to operations, and what stage you're actually at in the business. You know, where you're at, what you need to focus on while you're there, and how to get to the next stage. I'm trying to set it up in a way where you can get some clarity in your business. And the book for now is 100% free. All you have to do is go to finsurancebook.com. That's finsurancebook.com and get your free copy of the book that I wrote specifically to help you be successful in business. The book is free. All you got to do is pay for it to get to your door so that I don't lose my shirt on giving everybody all these books and sending them around the world. And again, head to finsurancebook.com. Learn how to run a successful cash practice today. So here's the question. How do physical therapists like us who don't want to see 30 patients a day, who don't want to work home health and have real student loans create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question and this podcast is the answer. My name is Danny Matei and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, what's going on guys? Doc Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. And today I am going to do a book review um, with some lessons learned. And uh, it's, not, it's not a business book, um, but it's a classic. It's The Old Man in the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. Uh, and I bring this up because I recently was coming back from Augusta with my son. So my folks live there and uh, we had about, about a two hour drive back from uh, from Augusta and we'll listen to a podcast together and kind of talk about it or uh, a book he's listened to a couple audio books with me of, of sort of like allegory style uh, style books um, it's gonna be an interesting project see how Jack turns out <laughs> with with what with what I'm doing with him I think he honestly is probably his background noise for the most part but um, uh, we didn't have anything really you know that, that we were gonna listen to so um, I you know I looked for some things that were kind of shorter and uh, and I I haven't read the old man in the sea since I was in high school I was like dang all right well let me let me listen to this one. It's about two hours, uh, perfect fit. And, you know, on the ride home, as I was listening to the book, it's a great book, by the way, and I'll kind of get into the storyline of it. If you haven't read it, you totally should. It's uh, really well written, but great, great, uh, you know, to a great meaning in terms of, you know, what I got from it. And, you know, the the thing with this book is um, there's a couple of principles that I took from it that I want to share with you guys and, and uh, that I thought about as, as I was as I was driving home. And um, <clears throat> what I did was I would play it, I would stop it, I would say, hey, Jack, so kind of explain to me what's going on. And he would tell me and I'd tell him what he, you know, what he thought, you know, was happening and was, what, what that meant. And, and uh, so it was cool for me to be able to engage him. I do this uh, whenever we go on, uh, whenever we go on road, tri- road trips. Our go-to is the uh, Warrior Kid podcast um, Jocko Willink puts out. So if you have little kids, 
that's a great one. Um, if they're a little bit older, maybe like six years old, maybe even a little bit younger, he does a great job with that. But um, the old man in the sea, here's here's my uh, four lessons learned, I would say. I, I kind of, you probably take a lot of things from it. These are the four main ones that I took away from uh, from the story. So uh, first of all, if you haven't read the book, a story is, uh, it's, 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 Based in Cuba, I believe that's where it's based out of, and it's a, it's a story of a, of a uh, older man that's a fisherman uh, and a young man that is basically someone he has mentored. It's not his son, um, but it's somebody that he taught how to fish from a young age, from when this this guy was like five years old. So the younger guy feels uh, obligated to you know take care of him and make sure he's okay, and uh, you know he makes a living fishing and he's on a really uh, uh, tough streak. He's got a cold streak, unlucky streak of catching fish. I think he's on his 85th day of not having caught anything, right? So this is how he makes his living. So he's, he's got no food. Uh, you know, the, the, young, the young man is basically taking care of him, making sure that he's okay. And uh, on the 85th or 86th day, whatever it is, he, just, he decides to go back out um, and uh, goes out to, to fish. So he rows out and uh, he catches a huge uh, marlin that basically drags him, it drags his boat around the uh, uh, the Gulf of Mexico for three days. And he fights this fish for three days and uh, he fights the fish, not not on like a, a reel, right? Like he basically has a, a like fishing line um, that he has to hold with his hands to reel in whatever he, uh, whatever he catches. And uh, he ends up catching this massive uh, marlin that he fights for three days. And it's this this story of um, being resilient and not giving up. And uh, eventually um, he catches the fish and he has to harpoon the fish. And the fish is uh, a few feet bigger than his boat is. And it's so big, he can't get it into the uh, into the boat. So he has to tie it to the side of the boat with, uh, with the line that he used to, to catch the fish with. And uh, he sets sail back to, uh, back to his island, back to his village. And um, on the way back, sharks start coming out of nowhere, uh, eating uh, his marlin, right? So eating his, his fish and, and this fish that he caught, um, they say is 1500 pounds. And, uh, you know, it's 30 cents a pound is what he could sell it for. So he could sell his fish for thousands of dollars and they could pay for years of him, you know, to live. And, uh, these, these sharks keep coming. He keeps fighting them off. So, you know, he ends up killing a, a handful of sharks and, and fighting off all these sharks on the way back over a couple day journey home. And by the time that he gets back, uh, the marlin is basically, there's nothing left. The sharks have eaten all of it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's somewhat of a, of, of a sad ending, but, uh, he goes home, he goes to sleep and when he wakes up, you know, the young boy is bringing him, um, uh, coffee and, and a paper and everybody sees this carcass of a marlin that, um, that he caught that's tied to the side of the boat. And it's, you know, 18 feet long is what they say. And, uh, so everybody, knows that this old man caught this massive, massive fish, you know, there's nothing to be, uh, said for selling it. He can't really sell it, but, uh, he did it and he, he won and he fought it and, and, uh, he didn't give up and he got back safely, um, and, uh, caught this record fish, right? So th that's the story. And this, the story is interesting because there's, I think there's layers to it that, uh, are really just sort of like meaning you can take from it. And I, I, I took, kind of four things from this that I, that I would share. And one of those is uh, to do hard things, right? So I think uh, my, my business partner, Jared Moon, probably says it best. Uh, he wrote a book called Killing Comfort. And uh, I used to have uh, um, a officer that uh, was one of my bosses when I was in the army. 
and he was really big into combatives. Uh, so we'd be there, you know, Wednesday morning, like choking each other and uh, wrestling and doing like striking training and stuff like that. And and he'd always say like, you can't live soft and fight hard. He would always constantly say that, right? So like, you always have to do hard things, uh, you know. And and it's so easy for us to be <clears throat> uh, to to be to be comfortable for us to. Uh, you know, really have a very easy, easy life. Uh, we can get many things just delivered to us, right? We're constantly in a temperature controlled environment. Uh, you know, we, we get frustrated when things don't happen as fast as they should. And uh, I think something that's important to do and to continue to do is hard things, right? So here's this old man, they never say how old he is. Uh, but he's definitely old enough uh, to where he's one of the last people that's of his age that's still fishing. That's what he does. You know, he talks about how important it is to do hard things to stay strong. And uh, I, I totally agree with that. So whether that's physical training, you know, whether that's cutting, you know, your grass when it's hot outside. Like I talked to uh, Zach Evanesh on uh, our podcast, the Doc and Jock podcast back in the day. And he told us uh, he'll go out in the middle of the day with like ankle weights on and cut the grass <laughs> with these ankle weights on. This is hard, you know, and uh, I kind of thought it was interesting how how he did that, but I get it. I, you know, doing hard things makes you appreciate um, the comfort of other things, and also keeps you ready for things you may not know that you need to do, uh, physically and mentally. So, doing hard things I think is important. And if you've decided to go into business for yourself, I think you're whether you realized it by now or not, like you've basically forced yourself into a life of doing hard things uh, that is, uh, you know, it, mentally at least, and it's not going to go away. So you're forcing yourself to be uncomfortable. Um, constantly, which is a way in which we continue to stay sharp, but also to grow. So uh, make sure that you continue to do hard things like Santiago, the man in uh, in the book. Uh, focus on principles. So this is another thing that I thought was interesting. Uh, they kind of at length talk about how he sets his hooks, what kind of bait he uses, what depth that he uh, would would fish at, um, you know, the type of uh, uh, equipment that he uses, and why he prefers to do things certain ways. Uh, and because and, and a lot of it is based on his principles, right? And this is somebody that's on his 85th day of not catching something. So many people would say, "Oh, well, I need to adjust course to this, or I need to switch to this." Uh, but uh, you know, this guy's basically spent three months not catching anything, but yet he's so adamant about sticking to his principles of how you effectively catch fish, regularly catch fish, somebody that's fished his whole life and has made a living off of it his entire life talking about principles. And when we look at business, uh, which is what I'm going to relay this to, um, and really this could be anything, this could be training, this can be a lot of things. We, I think we're too quick to try to try something new, right? It's like, oh, this isn't working. Try something new. Well, what principles do you uh, are you founded in to where you know if you should be doing something or not doing something? And those, this idea of principles, this sort of a foundation of decision making and, and why you're doing things and when you should switch or when you shouldn't switch, uh, this is really important to have, right? So for us, we talk about these principles of four key areas within a business that people need to understand. And they're kind of boring, um, you know, because they're not just like tactics, right? So it's people, processes, sales, and marketing. And those four areas really uh, allow you to create a well-rounded uh, business that is not a flash in the pan. And we're seeing this a lot right now. Principles of business are being tested really uh, in, a, in a unique way right now with the pandemic that we've found ourselves in. And, you know, for our group, what's been great is, you know, we have uh, 80 seven people that we work with as of right now we've had one person go out of business and they were fairly new to begin with um and they were in a really bad spot they kind of the way they started uh was highly leveraged and uh, it didn't work out but one out of the 87 
is out of business. Uh, everybody else is still in the game. And for many of them, they're growing and they're hiring. And what they're finding is uh, many people that didn't uh, set themselves up correctly <clears throat> have lost their job. There's not a great job market out there for those people. So they're able to acquire talent for their own businesses at a discount right now because the job market is not great. So it is really a buyer's market for the uh, for, for the, the person that owns the business. So focusing on these principles, principles of how we you know market, how we sell on a repetitive basis of tracking the right things, right? Of having processes and businesses that help drive decision-making so you're not micromanaging people and hiring the right people and getting them uh, trained up and into your system effectively leads to long-term, you know, bulletproof businesses, not businesses that are going to, you know, scale really quickly and implode like many um, that we have seen have, uh, but be around for generations. And that's really what we want. That's based on principles. Santiago talks about the principles of fishing. And uh, remember, principles are the foundation of what you should be doing, uh, in particular in business. Third one is respect your elders. This is something that um, I've been very guilty of with sort of the, what I consider the old guard uh, PTs within our profession, especially in the business side. And, um, you know, what's interesting uh, for for me is the longer that I'm in this, the more I um, start to realize I, I'm trending towards uh, the other side where, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not a new message by any means at this point. And, uh, w- what I found is the conversations I've been able to have with seasoned practice owners, uh, in particular, I've always really enjoyed it and, and being able to learn from them. I may not agree with the approach of high volume in network practices, but, I see why on paper they go that route from a profitability standpoint and what insurance contracts really force you to do. Uh, But, you know, if you don't think it's a good idea to listen to people that have grown uh, businesses much bigger than yours and have had them for a much longer time than you, then, you know, you're essentially missing out on a golden opportunity to really uh, learn and apply lessons from people that have done it for a long time. And in the book, um, you know, they talk about Santiago, the old man, and how like everybody's giving him a hard time because he's, you know, almost three months in and hasn't caught enough, hasn't caught a fish. And <clears throat> the young man that he mentored um, is so adamant about having him teach him and drill him on the correct way to uh, fish and how to, uh, you know, like do the little things correctly. And and he has a lot of respect for, for him, pr- primarily, I think, because he mentored him, but also uh, because he knows how much knowledge he has and how, how much experience he has. And that's something that I think you really have to uh, – you know, take advantage of and be willing to ask questions and listen to people that have a lot of experience. Don't just view them as, oh, it's these dinosaurs that used to do this thing or whatever it might be. Because at one point in time, you know, they were just like you and me. And uh, they probably felt the same way about people that were older than them, uh, that they weren't doing something correctly. And, and uh, you know, for us, we, we're constantly... We're looking for like, oh, what's the new app? What's the new thing? What's the new technique? And this again, this kind of brings us back to principles and and rooted in experience and and a foundation of principles that you can base decisions of what you're going to do. Uh, that really comes from experience. Experience comes from people that have been around longer, you know, and being able to utilize that as an advantage, respect that, you know, be be open to listening to that and taking their their views on things. Um, I think is a, is a very hard thing to do when you're young, uh, but uh, but also a very wise thing if you can do that and you can work on, um, you know, 
uh, checking your ego and, and being able to ask those questions. Um, and as you get older, I think the other thing too is you have to respect the fact that you don't know everything. Uh, and this kind of sort of goes hand in hand uh, with respecting your elders. You, you need to respect yourself to the fact that you do not know everything. And if you constantly have the mindset of, uh, that you know that you're learning, that you're new to something, that you want to you know learn the best way, the right way, uh, and if there's a better way, what does that look like? Like that idea of constant progression and knowing that there's always something better or a, a way to improve these small adjustments without adjusting your principles. I think that's the way to make sure that you don't become irrelevant. Um, but that is a hard thing to do because you know it's just so easy to get complacent and have like oh this is the system this is how it works. But the model changes, the model adapts, and you break it and you find out something is better. And you have to progress. And if you don't, you become uh, you become irrelevant and obsolete. And if you don't listen to those people that have experience, uh, you have no respect for what they've done. And you're, you're limiting yourself in terms of lessons that can be learned from people that have, in many ways, learned them the hard way. Um, so the, the last one uh, is to never give up. So Santiago... Uh, basically holds onto a rope for three days with a marlin that's swimming underwater that he sees a handful of times during those those couple of days. I mean, imagine the mental stress of that, right? Like, what does this thing look like? What the hell did I catch? Uh, and he's, he holds onto it, I think, for like a day and a half before it even surfaces. He doesn't even know what he has. And, uh, you know, but he refuses to give up. You know, it's just not even in his uh, it's not even a decision he's willing to, uh, uh, to make. He basically says like this, I'm either going to kill this fish or the fish is going to kill me. And the idea of, uh, you know, the mindset of never giving up, I, I just think is so important, um, from what I've seen in the business world and, uh, and really many things that are challenging. I would see this a lot in the military. I saw this a lot with, uh, people that I went to school with that were just, you know, they're just solid mindset. They knew they were going to get through it. However amount of work it took to be able to do it. Many of you have been there and done the same thing. So this idea of never giving up is huge. And if you can imagine like, you know, in the story, this, this old man finally catches this, the biggest fish he's ever seen in his entire life. He's going to be famous and he's going to have money for years. And on the way back, sharks come up and they just start biting away at his, you know, his money, you know, his fish uh, that he has so much respect for and they're ruining it. And he starts basically fighting these sharks for, you know, days. And uh, he doesn't give up and doesn't give up and he could cut the fish loose and it would all be over. They wouldn't, you know, he would get home faster. They, they would, it wouldn't, uh, uh bog his, uh, his, his ship down. Um, and he doesn't, and he keeps fighting and he doesn't give up and he doesn't give up and he gets home and he's so tired. He can barely walk back to his house, but he made it. He won. He didn't give up. He won a battle really with himself, uh, which sometimes is the hardest it's the hardest battle that you have. And this idea of not giving up, of never giving up is so important to take that mentality to uh, what you do in your business, because there will be plenty of things that are going to challenge you. And it'd be so easy just to say, you know what, I, I'm going to give up. I'm going to go get this director position that I know I could get. I'm going to get a steady paycheck again. And uh, I'm going to go back to the thing that, uh, that, that I, you know, I know I can do to, to, whether it be support yourself, support your family. And there's, look, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Um, but the regret that will come along with that, with you knowing that you didn't give it everything you could, I think completely outweighs uh, the safety from the paycheck that you're going to get. And many of you probably know that. And some of you might be in that point right now where, 
you know, you ha- you're having to make these difficult decisions because things are not working out for, for you very, very well uh, with our current circumstances that we're in. Business is harder, you know, especially any service business, um, our businesses in- included. You have to really earn everything and you have to stay the course. You have to do the right things. You have to do the right things over and over again. And, uh, you know, the number of clients you're going to get is going to be diminished because, uh, you know, they have other things you have to pay for. They've lost their job maybe. So it's not like a cash PT visit is really top of mind uh, or a priority over many other things right now are really many healthcare issues. Uh, we're seeing many elective surgeries go away. I mean, I've, I've talked to friends of mine that are physicians that are seeing tons less elective surgeries just overall because people are scared and they're holding on to money uh, instead of doing things that they would normally do because they don't know what's going to happen with their, uh, you know, with their career. So keep in mind that uh, you have two choices. You can give up and you can go do something else. Uh, or you can decide to never give up. You can fight and you can beat the sharks away, you know, and you can, you can eventually get home, uh, and, uh, and, and you can win, you know, and, and you can choose that. That's what you can choose to do, right? Like that's, what's so interesting is we have that choice. There's plenty of things we cannot change. We cannot choose what happens to us in many ways, but we can choose how we respond to those and we can choose, uh, what we decide to do. And if we decide to quit, that's on us. If we decide we're not going to quit and we're going to push and we're going to fight, that's up to us. That's what Santiago did. That's what I think is probably the the most uh, important thing to remember from the story is that, uh, you know, if you believe in something, if something's important to you, you have to uh, fight. You have to not give up. And uh, that's what he does in the book. And, uh, you know, if you haven't read the book. Obviously, I've ruined the story for you at this point, but uh, it's a great book. It's very short. Um, like I said, I listened to the audio book with my son. It was a simple enough book for you know an eight-year-old to grasp the concept um, of it. Uh, another book that is really, really good that I listened to with my son is called The Alchemist, or the Alchemist um, which is I've listened to a handful of times and, and uh, it's just an awesome book. And uh, I would recommend that as well. If you have a road trip coming up and you want to listen to to it with your kids, but again, it's all about this idea of not giving up. You know, of uh, of of being persistent, and uh, hopefully these lessons that uh, that I shared with you of do hard things, focus on principles, respect your elders, and never give up. Hope I uh, hope that they help you uh, with what you're dealing with in business, potentially in other things that are going on in uh, in in your life. And I just felt it was uh, you know a pertinent. Uh, book to read right now and to share my uh, my, my thoughts on it. So um, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening and for my uh, putting up with my uh, rants about random books and how they might apply to your business or life. Um, I hope that you enjoy this one. I hope that you stay safe out there. I hope that you're enjoying uh, life, man, time with your family and time with your friends and, and uh, dealing with the struggle that you're dealing with right now. But don't forget, like, you know, there's plenty of good things that are happening as well. Uh, focus on those as well and, and uh, continue to, uh, to do what you're doing. Stay in business, help as many people as you can. And as always, we'll catch you next time. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, we are closing in on 200 views on iTunes. That's crazy. Most podcasts hardly get to 100 views, let alone 200. And this is such a niche-specific PT business podcast. That's wild. So let's try to rally the troops and get to 200 reviews for this podcast. The first thing you need to do is you got to subscribe to this sucker, whether it's on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to on, so you know when new episodes are coming out. The next thing, make sure that you leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them. It means a lot to me. 
Next thing, guys, take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me in it. That's at Danny Matei PT. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. We'll share this information with a lot more people because that's the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of a lot more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, tag me in it, and I will repost it. So here we go. Let's try to get to 200 reviews for the podcast. Thanks for listening.